What's going on, everybody? Joe here. I've got another NBA preview podcast today. We got our Western Conference preview with Chris Reynolds and Darian Capabianco. Obviously, this was originally intended to come out before the NBA season started, but I wasn't able to get it out on time. But it's still early enough in the season that I think a lot of the stuff we talked about here is still very relevant. So, just wanted to add that disclaimer in before the pod got started, so you'd know why it sounds like. We're talking about it from before the season started because we were talking about it before the season started. But with that aside, enjoy the pod. Thanks for listening. Here is the one and only Cole Shapiro. Yo, what up? It's your boy Cole Shep. This podcast is brought to you by my boy Joey T and Tyrese Maxey. But right now, you know, we just maxing on the courts, hailing from the streets of South Philly. Sometimes it gets a little hectic out there. But right now, we go up you on how we just chill. What is going on, everyone? Welcome into another edition of Trust the Podcast. I am your host, Joe Tooman. As always, thank you guys for listening today. The NBA season is fastly approaching, starts on October 18th, this coming Tuesday. And today I wanted to continue our preseason coverage here at Trust the Podcast with a Western Conference preview. So we're welcoming back two guests that have been on before. Chris Reynolds, Darian Capabianco are here to talk the Western Conference. Guys, thanks for joining me. What's going on? I'm good. Uh, happy for basketball to start. MLB season sucked for me. Uh, football's going down the drain. So time to focus on the NBA. What about Taysom's four touchdowns? You know, Joe, I don't know if I could bank on Taysom scoring four touchdowns a week. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll, I'll take what I got. But I don't know how long it's going to work. Yeah. How are you doing, Darren? Thanks for coming on. Doing well. Thank you for having me back, man. I'm, I'm very excited. Got some bold takes. Basketball starting up soon. It's yeah. going to get fun. Yeah, I mean, you with the Eagles, Darian. Sixers coming up here. We talk Oh, about yeah, I'm, I'm already Eagles having here. fun. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's going to be a good season for Philly sports. I can feel it. But we already talked Hopefully. about the Sixers on the East preview. We're here to talk some Western Conference today. And obviously the West starts, you know, with the reigning NBA champion. That's the Warriors. They did lose Otto Porter and they did lose... Uh, Gary Payton the second, but everybody else is mostly back now. They are dealing with the the current drama surrounding Draymond uh, sucker punching Jordan Poole at practice, and you know somehow that footage got leaked. But with that aside, just generally, how are you guys feeling about the Warriors? Uh, their off season stuff like that. Do you think they're still going to be uh, very much championship contenders this year? I still think they're going to compete. I don't like them as much as it last. I didn't even like them a much like that much last year to begin with, but they won. So who knows? Um, <laughs> Steph's still there. I, mean, I think Clay's only going to get better like a second year off those injuries. Mm-hmm. Poole's still there. I think they have some question marks in the future with their contracts, but this is like their last good chance before they have to like deal with that. So they still have Wiggins. I don't see why this team can't win again. I just like a lot of the teams in the East more than the Warriors, but the West I think is more open this year than ever before so I think they have a good shot I mean I like the Warriors this year I feel like you can never really count out Steph and Clay in general and I feel like you can't really ever count out a team that just won the chip anyway from contending for another one because Mm -hmm. they just did it so why would they not be able to I mean you said they only lost really two players and maybe there's some internal you know beef going on (laughs) Uh, but I think that'll get resolved way before the season even starts so I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't contend again yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I mean, they're definitely going to be up at the top of the West for me. I have them as my two seed for this year in the regular season. And, you know, this Draymond Poole situation, I really don't think it's as bad as people are making out to be. Yes, Draymond deserves, uh, you know, maybe to be suspended from the team for, for just a little bit. But I think it was more just, you know, his competitive spirit that we know Draymond has. We know he does stuff like this all the time. So I think it just got out of hand. Uh, I don't think it's going to cause any... Uh, real dissension as the season. Once once we get into the season, I think people are going to forget about it pretty fast. But Chris alluded to this. Draymond is in a contract year, and the Warriors are going to be, you know, they're going to have to make a, de- a decision this summer about if they're going to keep him because they're going to need, to, they're going to be paying Curry, they're going to be paying Wiggins. We'll have to see with Clay, but I think they're going to want to keep him around. So Draymond could be the odd guy out if the Warriors are going to, because Jordan Poole as well is going to need a contract extension. So I think Draymond could be the odd guy out. So this could be a weird, uh, you know, not a last dance necessarily, because I think the Warriors will still be good. But this version of the Warriors, I think this could be the the last year we see. And that could motivate them to really just try to win it once again, get their get their fifth championship of the Curry era. 
some guys I'm looking at, you know, Jonathan Kaminga in year two, can he take a step forward and maybe, you know, take Draymond's spot in the starting lineup after this season? And they brought in Dante DiVincenzo, former Milwaukee Buck, who was a starter for them uh, during the regular season before they won the championship. Obviously, he dealt with the injury, but now I, he finds himself in Golden State. What do you guys think of the Warriors bench this year? Because as good as it was last year with guys like Gary Payton on defense, I think it might be even better this year. I think Gary Payne, as you mentioned, is like the one big loss that's actually going to hurt. Because when he came back from injury last year, I think when he came back in the finals, they made a huge difference. I just think at the end of the day, the Warriors just have a culture of just guys and they draft well, where I'll think they're okay. Then halfway through the season, I'm like, wow, they're amazing. Look at Jordan Poole, who's in the G League and is now one of the best scorers. I have faith in the Warriors bench every year just because they're one of those guys. They're like the Heat or just random guys. I feel like they always are bringing up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm never going to cut the Warriors bench out. I like the Warriors bench this year. I really like the steps Kevon Looney took last year. Yeah. So I, I think he's going to even take even bigger steps this year. And I like the the addition of DiVincenzo to that bench. I think he brings a, a nice shooting off the bench. But I think something that's not really getting talked about a lot is they're going to have Kam- – or not Kaminga. They're going to have Wiseman back this yeah. year too. Mm-hmm. They'll be fully healthy, hopefully, supposedly. And, I mean, they'll have an actual center this year. So maybe that could could be the missing piece even to just put them over the edge a little bit, get them back to that championship. Yeah, I, and I like Looney a lot, but at the same time, if Wiseman, you know, he was the second second pick or third pick in the draft. I think he was the second pick in the draft. Yeah, and they're, they're going to want him to probably take that starting job if he's healthy, if he's playing to the level they want. Uh, I think this defensively especially is where he could uh, maybe be even a little bit better than Looney is right now. And that could be another X factor for this lineup. I definitely agree. So if he's healthy, you know, you got him, you move Looney to the bench potentially to pair with Poole and DiVincenzo, Kaminga, you know, Moses Moody. Uh, he, he looked good towards the end of last year. Coming into year two, he could be good as well. So, yeah, all across the board, I think this Warriors bench, you know, they even drafted Patrick Baldwin, who was a very high recruit, had a weird uh, college season. We'll see if he can do anything in his rookie season. And even someone random I noticed, they have this guy named Pat Spencer. He's a rookie. He played one year college basketball, but something I found interesting, he's the all-time leader in Division I assists for lacrosse. He was a lacrosse player in college and now finds himself in the NBA. So another creator on the team as well to maybe spread the ball around. So overall, I don't know. I think there's a lot of cool guys on this bench this year. And But it starts, I think, with what Darian was saying with Wiseman, as well as what I said, Kaminga taking that next step. I think those are the two guys that could really make this team even better. I think Wiseman, his only concern is if he's healthy. But I really like Dante, as you guys were mentioning. I loved him on the Bucs. I think he was a good scorer. Looney's weird where I'll think he's okay. Then against the Mavericks, he was looking like uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. So I don't know. Draymond says he likes playing with Looney because defensively, I don't know why he's been as a younger guy, as a younger center defensively, how that's going to work. I think they might start with Looney and then eventually fade in Wiseman to the starting line. Yeah, I think the goal would be Wiseman develops into the role as the season goes. Yeah, exactly. I I think the Warriors, Wiggins is another one. Like, can he carry that? playoff uh showing into the regular season i hope he can you don't think so chris i see you shaking your head i think when he decides to he will but i usually forget that wiggins is on the team and then (laughs) it's just i always think seth clay draymond and then i'm like oh wait they have wiggins and he was really good in the finals like in the from the third game on you know just you forget you forget that he's there and then sometimes he's their second best player so yeah i don't know what they're gonna do with that but yeah wiggins i don't i don't love wiggins but what do you think, Darren? You think Wiggins can, uh, you know, carry this over? I think he can. I mean, he went off in the finals, so I don't see why he wouldn't be able to go off every once in a while during the regular season, which is kind of what he was doing anyway last year. So mm-hmm. I think he might continue that and maybe even take a little big, little bit more of a step. The defense and the effort on crashing the board, stuff like that. I think he, I think that's the stuff he can elevate. Scoring wise, I don't see him, you know, maybe being more than an eighteen-point guy. But I think what he was doing, effort-wise, I think that's the next step for him. And I really think that, you know, after after you experience that, after you win that championship, I got to think that at Wiggins at this stage in his career, he's not super young anymore. I feel like he's more mature as a player. Like he's gonna want to, you know, feel that consistency, feel that impact that he had on the team. I think he's gonna want that to keep happening. And I think he will apply it. I hope he will. Cause I think at that point, the Warriors could be like, we're saying maybe once again, the NBA champions, but I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Do you guys think the Warriors are the best team in the West? Or is there anyone else that you've got your eye on? 
Personally, I don't think so. I think they're, they're, there's going to be two teams better than them this year, at least. It's kind of like bold takes, but I think both the Clippers and the Pelicans are going to contend for the number one and two seed okay. this year. I think they can both contend for number one. I think okay. that's going to be the battle. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'm all in on both of those teams this year as well. What do you think, Chris? I don't think they're the best team in the West. I think the, for the regular season, I think the Grizzlies and the Nuggets are going to fight for the number one seed. I like the Pelicans a lot. I don't think they're one seed yet. I think the Clippers are the best team in the West. I just highly doubt that with that roster, they're going to try to compete for a one seed. They're going to yeah. load manage the whole season. So I don't see them getting a one seed because Kawhi is probably going to play 40 games and Paul George. That's where I land too with the Clippers, Chris. We just mentioned a lot of teams. So let's break it down by each team. Let's start with the Clippers here. I think I agree with you, Chris. I think they're the most talented team in the Western Conference. Uh, assuming some of these young guys on Golden State don't take monumental leaps forward, I think the Clippers can beat the Warriors this year because, you know, it starts with Kawhi getting healthy. And obviously, as you mentioned, they're going to take that load management uh, approach with him and maybe even Paul George as well. So I don't think the Clippers can be a one seed this year, but across the board, they have so much depth. Norman Powell, Robert Covington, they made the trade with the Blazers last year. Those guys coming off the bench, that's two of the best bench players in the entire NBA. John Wall coming in to be a creator for this bench. I think that, does he have the athleticism he did from four years ago? No, I don't think so. But I think I don't think he's going to lose his ability to create for teammates at an elite level. I think that's going to make this bench stand out. And you go across the board, there's a ton more guys, Man, Kennard, Batum, Coffee. It goes down the line. This Clippers team is super deep. They got a lot of two-way players. I think they could be the team that comes out of the West, but I don't think they're going to be the one seed. Darren, you mentioned the Clippers as well. What sticks out about them to you? Well, I think it definitely is the depth, but the depth of the young players and the steps they've taken is really what sticks out to me. Like these guys like Kennard, Terrence Mann, Reggie Jackson, Amir Kofi. I mean, they've taken really big leaps just last year. And that was when they didn't really have Kawhi or PG. And they were still, you know, winning games at times. So I think once Kawhi comes back, once PG comes back, they added John Wall to the bench. I think this is going to be a really hard team to beat. And I really do like those additions they made last year of Powell and Robert Covington. I think they're going to make for a great team and a really hard team to beat when some of these other teams' benches aren't as good as the Clippers' bench. They probably have the best bench in the league. That's just how many guys they have. Some people have, you know, raised the concern they have too many bench guys. Chris, do you think – that's a concern. Do you think they should may, maybe make a trade, get rid of a couple of these guys, or just just have them all there and they can pull whoever they need off the bench at any time? Injuries always happen, so I think they're fine as is. If I was them, I'd probably try to package two of those guys for like a better center off the bench because they have Zubach, but yeah. they don't have a lot of height, which I don't love. I just firmly believe in 3 and D guys who are like around 6'8", and the Clippers just have like 12 of them. So. Mm-hmm. I love what they're doing, but I think just for the regular season especially, it helps just to have, like, another seven-footer in there. Um, Zubac is their main one. They're, he's probably going to start, but just to, like yeah, – he's the only center. center. He's the only yeah. center right He's now. the only actual center that's there. I mean, I'm sure a lot of those guys could play center, but just to, like, help – it's tough to ask a smaller guy to guard a center for 80 games throughout the regular season. So I think that's the one thing they could do, and they could afford it based on how many – pieces they have and when we just talked oh who's on the Clippers and we first talked about it the list just went on and on and all these guys they have a similar skill set like a lot of just bigger wings so I think you can afford to trade some and they have a lot of shooting John Watson help with ball handling yeah just maybe get two or three for one just get another seven footer in there just in case for the regular season yeah I agree I think that's my one small uh qualm about them and Tyron Lue great coach we know he can uh rally the troops as well so they're co- they're coached well as well but the one qualm I agree is the size we know Cove can play the small ball five if needed but I don't think that's what this team should really be looking for unless they're playing you know Draymond and Golden State that's the only time I would really want to use that my one nitpick I would have let Nick Batum walk and re-sign Isaiah Hartenstein because he was really good off the bench for this team last year. Now they have one center. Someone like DeMarcus Cousins is a free agent right now. He succeeded a couple years back with them, but he doesn't play a lot of defense at all anymore, especially with his prior injuries. So I don't really know who they can get, but I think they're missing a center here. And whether it's a guy to replace Zubac in the starting lineup or simply back him up, uh, I, I don't. I don't like that look for them. That's the one concern I have with them, but I still think they're really, really good. I definitely agree with everything you're saying. That yeah. When I was looking at this team, that's the one thing that stuck, stuck out to me too. I, I'm not necessarily a huge fan of Zubach in general, 
So maybe if you could, you know, package a couple of young players. I mean, they have so many young players on this team. I'm sure you could package one or two of them in a, a rotational bench guy just for maybe a slight upgrade at center. And that would, that would go a long way because then you'd have Zubac coming off the bench even. So I think that definitely is one of the only weaknesses of this team pretty much. Yeah. To, to make a trade, I mean, Kennard's someone that I think could find his way out of the lineup, unfortunately, just because he's very one-dimensional. He's a great shooter, but I also think they have enough shooting elsewhere. Maybe he becomes expendable. And guys like, you know, BJ Boston, who was a huge uh, high school recruit, he, he's never going to find minutes on this team. Maybe find one of those rebuilding teams that we're going to talk about later, and maybe they can make a trade with you and take on those guys and give up a center. That's the one move I think they can make. But other, otherwise, I love this team. I think they're super deep. They got the two stars as long as they stay healthy, especially for the postseason. So, yeah, I don't think the Clippers can be a one seed. I agree with what Chris said. I think they're going to be resting the stars a lot. But I think come playoff time, if they're fresh, <laughs> they're going to be a tough out. Now, Darren, you mentioned the Pelicans. Uh, I'm, I'm very high on the Pelicans as well. I have them as my four seed. But I'm, inter- I'm interested to hear why you think they could uh, be as good as the one seed this year. I was seeing pictures of Zion recently, yeah. and that man looks like a Greek god right now. <laughs> I have no idea what he did in the offseason, but he looks like he's in for a really big year. And one of my other bold takes is I think Zion's going to be an MVP frontrunner this year, okay. me personally. So, And I think they all they already had so many like great team members around them, and they have a really good bench. And there's these guys taking steps all around them, and they made some good trades last year. So I really, I really like what they're doing here. And I, I think if once Zion comes back, I think they're going to be just almost running away with, you know, one of the top seeds in the West. It's interesting that you say Zion could be an MVP front runner, and it sounds ludicrous, but to your point, the shape he got in, it's very, if he's the guy he was two years ago with this team around him, it's very possible. It's scary. How, it's a little yeah, scary. It is. We know how talented the guy is. Up and down the lineup, you mentioned they're another team with a lot of depth. It's not on the Clippers level, but you go on down the line. I mean, guys like Herbert Jones and Jose Alvarado, rookies last year, an undrafted player in a second-round pick, and they became instant huge players for this team. Uh, Herb Jones, I think, is one of the best wing defenders in the league already. We saw Brandon Ingram really step up. We saw CJ get traded there and look revitalized. He was awesome for them. Uh, and you go on down the line, Jonas is a good center. Uh, Larry Nance off the bench is a good two-way player. Uh, you know, Dyson Daniels, the eighth overall pick in the draft from the Lakers, uh, the pick the Lakers had, can he do anything in his rookie year? I think they're going to be really good. Chris, when I went on your podcast, I picked Willie Green to win coach of the year. I think he's got, he's already proven to be one of the best young coaches in the league. But I see you snickering a little over there, Chris. Do you have any uh, disagreements with uh, me and Darian's uh, love for the Pelicans this year? I like the Pelicans. I have them as my sixth seed. Uh, That's undercutting them. Sixth. Interesting. That is a little. That is a little low. I have five teams. I'm very confident okay. in the regular season ahead of them. But I love Zion. That's my issue. Is we say MVP front runner, and I see it in my head, and then I just see five games into the season, Zion's hurt again, and I'm gonna get annoyed like every year where. I keep leaving him. And then even in college, Duke, he busts through his shoe. It's not even his fault. Just He can't ever seem to stay healthy. And then he comes back, looks great. And then going into the playoffs, he gets hurt. A lot of times like that, I believe in Zion. And I just don't want to get my hopes up to once again be disappointed when Zion misses games. I don't know if they're going to load manage him enough. I think they might start. This first year, they rested him a lot. They announced a different coach. I don't know how much he plans on playing. Um, I like the team a lot. I just don't know if Zion is – he's still really young. I don't know if he's going to elevate that team as much. And he hasn't had a lot of actual playing time. He has really had one full season, well, mostly full season. So I like the Pelicans. I just am not as nearly as high on them as you guys are. My thing with that is, though, one, Zion looks like he lost, like, 35 pounds, as, as Darian alluded to. Like, he's he's in way better shape. And, you know, Chris, we've talked about before just – it's not to make fun of people for the weight, but it's as simple as if you're playing basketball and you have extra weight on you, you know, foot injuries are going to happen. That's what happened to him last year. But now he's in terrific shape. And I really think he's going to have a huge year. Like if there's a comeback player of the year award in the NBA, he'd be one of the front runners in my opinion. Now, Darian, I don't agree. I wouldn't be picking Zion for MVP, but I totally see the case. I could totally see him being in that running if he lives up to his potential this year. Chris, if Zion gets hurt, which I don't think he will in the same way he did last year, mm-hmm. even if that happens, Ingram and McCollum and 
and uh, Valanciunas, these are guys who can score 20 a game. Like, I know Jonas hasn't done that, but he's come close. I think all of those guys are good scorers. And the bench, I think, is very good on both sides of the ball. I, they would still be a, a maybe even where you're saying a six seed to me without Zion. With Zion, I'm all in on this team. I only like nine teams in the West anyway, so I think they're automatically going to be in the playing game as long as all of those guys stay healthy. I think with Zion, their ceiling for the regular season could be as high as a four seed maybe, but they're still oddly young with some older guys. I like the mixture, and I know that I just want to see it more, whereas mm-hmm. I think everyone was surprised at how good they were last year. I want to see, and then I know if you add Zion, you get better, but I think it's a big change when you add that big of a piece, and he we see them do Zion ball when he was last playing like fully healthy. So things that take a little bit to see how they work together with Ingram Zion fit those pieces. So I don't know if it's gonna be a seamless fit. I want to see Zion play a lot more because he's been injured a lot. And we always talk about guys that are out of shape. Yeah. Yeah. He should have been in the shape from the start. So I'm not going to pretend like, you know, like your guy, Luca, you got the Luca Jersey on. Yeah. He's always in shape. Luca though does not miss most of seasons because of his injuries. Uh-huh. He is a little solid and thick boned, which is very different. <laughs> so you know, <laughs> he's a dense person, okay? And it's not like he's leaping. All right, but actually though, he's not leaping twelve feet into the air to dunk a, a basketball every play. Zion is much more reliant on his ability to jump than Luca is, who is slowly moving around like a weeble, just moving around and slowly just doing a layup. What's you know a what weeble? Is? No, you know, I those last time. They always just like wobble around. What is it? It's like a thing that just wobbles around and like it doesn't fall over. It just like okay, slowly. all right. Anyway, well. Luke is like a weeble. He just slowly moves around and he doesn't need to come off the ground really. He just does a little step back, well, a big step back, and then shoots a three and it goes in a lot of the time. That is much right, less well, reliant. Anyway, we'll get the Luca later. We'll get the Luca later. Darren, do you have a rebuttal for Chris's uh, take? Uh, I could see where he's coming from. You know, he definitely has struggled with these injuries before. But I think there's always, you know, before someone's MVP season, I don't, I don't want to say always, but a lot of times before someone's MVP season, we see this like this kind of like transformation. You know, we see like, oh, they're taking these steps. And we notice that before we don't necessarily say they could be an MVP but then it happens their MVP and we go back and we look and it's like oh he was doing the steps he was taking steps I think Zion is taking these steps right now and Mm -hmm. I think with this team around him I think he really could take the next step to become you know even maybe a top 10 player arguably in the NBA this coming season and I think he might be an MVP front runner that's my case yeah I think it's definitely a fair case I think it's 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 in the cards it's not maybe what I would predict it's not what I have predicted but I think it's definitely possible as i said i have new orleans in getting home court advantage with my at the four seed but now i want to talk about the team i personally believe will be the number one seed in the nba this year that's the denver nuggets because with the clippers resting Kawhi a lot once again i think i think denver's gonna with the offseason moves they made i think they're gonna be uh maybe the number one team in the west this year that's what i think is gonna happen the defensive moves they made to bring in contavious caldwell pope and bruce brown i think is going to enhance the role players on this team tremendously you know bones highland off the bench what a scoring revelation he was as a rookie i think he's going to keep getting better guys like jeff green and aaron gordon at the forward position they can step in and you know provide uh plenty of versatility we've seen jeff green even play the small ball center with brooklyn so we know he can uh kind of contribute on both sides of the ball but the biggest thing with this nuggets team you know you have Jokic, you know, the the offensive juggernaut that he is. But you have Murray and Porter Jr. coming back. Now, Porter Jr.'s injury history is certainly something I'm concerned about. But with the bench they have at forward, with the depth they have at the forward position with guys like Jeff Green uh, and even and even uh, Bruce Brown could play the three if he needed to. I think with Murray and Porter Jr. back, this offense is going to be crazy good. Jamal Murray, we, we've, we've seen him be a killer in the past, especially in the bubble, but even after the bubble, before that injury, he was playing great. Michael Porter, I think he's got a ton of talent. We saw it, but the back injury and everything else he's had to deal with, uh, it's definitely concerning. But ultimately, if he's healthy, this team's going to be a juggernaut, I think. And they're definitely going to be in in title contention. Uh, You know, I even like their draft pick of Christian Brown from from, uh, Kansas. I think he could play a little bit as a rookie. So overall, I really like what they're doing. Uh, You know, and one more thing I wanted to add. I said to Chris before, 
you know, I don't think Jokic will win MVP this year because he's already won it twice, but I think he might wind up deserving to because last year in beat, I thought should have won this year. I think Jokic, he's my MVP pick this year because I think it's as simple as the fact that he's going to be getting his teammates great looks all season. The Nuggets are going to be a good team on both sides of the ball. And to me, if you're on the one seed in the West, you're going up against teams like the Warriors and the Clippers. If you're better than them, I, I don't know. I think that's an MVP case right there. I think it will be a stronger MVP case than he had last year, but he probably won't get it because people already voted for him. They don't want to vote for him again. But I think Jokic, he would be my pick to be the, the most deserving of MVP this year. What do you guys think about the Nuggets this year? I know it just went on a long tangent, but I'm a big fan of what they did in the offseason. I don't know why this year basketball, I want to see guys come back from injury healthy. I guess that's what I'm rolling with with Zion. And then Michael Porter Jr. is honestly always hurt. That's not even a, his, that's not even his body. That's just, that's not his build or anything. That's just how he is. He's always hurt. And then Murray's been gone for a while. So I think it's going to take him a while to get back into the swing of things. I don't think he's going to come back looking like Bubble Murray anytime soon. Maybe by the playoffs, he's full, you know, fully into it. I still think the Nuggets, they're 10,000 times better with Murray and Michael Porter Jr. than they were last year. I didn't like that Nuggets team last year because it was mainly just Jokic passing to random guys who would sometimes hit three, sometimes they wouldn't. And then you saw against the Warriors that it was no match. Yeah. I like them a lot more. I'm concerned about the fact that Michael Porter Jr. is their third best player, and I don't trust him to stay healthy. But I think one fully healthy, they're up there with any team. I think they can compete with any team. I just... I think I'm just going to be questioning a lot of people's injuries. For some reason, the only team I'm not that worried about is the Clippers injuries, which doesn't make a lot of sense. But, you know, I don't know why, but yeah. Fair enough. Darren, what do you think of Denver? Okay, here's my thing with Denver. Okay. So I do think they're also going to be good. I haven't making the playoffs. That's a pretty high seed. But yeah. I think, you know, if they're higher than any of these teams that we've already mentioned, I think it's not necessarily just because of Jokic, like however good he may be playing. I think it's going to be because of, you know, these guys coming back like Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. Like we said, I think it'll be because of that. That gives them that little extra edge. I don't necessarily think it'll be only because of Jokic. So like I could see your MVP case making sense, but at the Mm -hmm. same time, if they are that high and they're the number one seed, I think, there's other factors than just Jokic beyond that. And I think the bench also plays a big factor in that. I, I do like the guys they brought in like Bruce Brown. I, I loved him in New love York Bruce and now Brown. he's, he's here. Yeah. And I, I think that's a really good addition. Even Deandre Jordan coming off the bench. I don't no, think no. they had, come on, uh, come on. Trust, no. Hey, I don't come think on. they had no. a, a great backup center last year. So they'd have to play Jokic a lot more than they, they would have. They have Deandre Jordan's sense. the worst player in the NBA. I, I'd Chris, rather we watched him. We watched I, him. I, I, I know, I know, and and I'm not that low on him. If that makes sense, no. I think no, if you're gonna have a backup me. center, he's not horrible. He is. No, no, he, he is. is. No, he is. No, he is. I'd rather they had Boogie Cousins. I'm alone in this. Yeah, they should have resigned Demarcus Cousins. He was yeah, really Boogie good. Cousins, guess what? He That's true. Score. I did like. I did like Boogie. Yeah. What does DeAndre do? What does he do? Nothing. He 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 takes. Jared Allen's job and makes him become a great player in Cleveland. That's what he does. He just stifles B-Ball Paul's minutes. He stifles Jared Allen's minutes and does absolutely nothing. And yeah, that's what he does. I know. No. Yeah. Who who else do they have at center? Is he really their only backup center? No, Darian's right. He's literally the only backup center. I mean, you could put Aaron Gordon in, I guess, if you want. Jeff Green as well. Jeff Green as well. Jeff Green. Ugh, I don't, I don't know. They need to bring DeMarcus Cousins back. Just wave DeAndre Jordan and sign DeMarcus Cousins. Just do it right now. You know, Penn Stater, Penn Stater, uh, Calvin, what's his name? What's his name? I forget. Calvin, Calvin Booth? Yeah, Calvin Booth. Penn Stater, Calvin Booth needs to do better than signing DeAndre Jordan, Jordan to be his backup center. But the rest of the bench, I like, Darian. I like where you, I like the rest of the bench, not DeAndre Jordan. But anyway, getting back, what were you saying otherwise? I'm sorry. Uh, I, I mean, I pretty much finished what I was saying. Yeah. I think, you know, just to reiterate, if they're, if they're the, be the number one seed, it'll be because of these guys coming back as well yeah. as, you know, Jokic, I think is going to play how he has been playing. That's so great. I think that little extra edge, it's just going to give him that extra edge. That's what it's going to be. Yeah. And I also think just swapping Will Barton and Monte for, for KCP and Ish Smith, like that gives them defensive toughness in the starting lineup with KCP. And Ish Smith's a good creator. Like the guy, the guy can pass the ball. So he's a Sixers legend for sure. So I like the presence of him on this team as well. I think this bench is deep. So I don't know. I got Denver as the one seed. I just like their lineup, but 
I don't know. I think we've talked about the four teams that definitely have the best case to be contenders in the West. Chris mentioned the Grizzlies. Uh, I, talk about the Grizzlies, Chris. Why do you think they can be in the discussion for the one seed? Because I'm a little – I'm kind of uh, – what's the word? Um, You're a skeptic? I, I, I'm fading the Grizzlies as much as possible this year. Um, well, I have the Grizzlies as my two seed. Now that I know DeAndre Jordan's on the Nuggets, I might, you know, just bump them out of the playoffs. I just can't take him. But uh, anyways, the <laughs> Grizzlies, I like them a lot. They showed last year they don't need Ja to be great. Yet with Ja, they were higher level anyways. They don't, they're not reliant on Ja, but when he's there, they're so much more dynamic. Desmond Bain took a step. I hope that stays. Steven Adams, the regular season, is a very solid center. Mm-hmm. They just have guys all over. They all, I love how Draymond always, you know, talks bad about them. I just love they're like oblivious to the fact that they're trying to take on like the dynasty warriors and they just yeah. don't, they just don't care. And there's, they want the competition. I love that. Dylan Brooks is a great defender. And then Jaron Jackson Jr. I think is one of the best defenders in the league. I think with Steven Adams, when he's not the only tall guy out there, I think he's one of the best defenders in the league. I really like that team. I think they showed last year that they're legit when Ja was playing Sometimes you just couldn't be stopped. And I think, I think they lose the Warriors anyways, but I think that game, that series, that, they only lost the Warriors who won the title. So we don't really know how great that team was because they were stopped only by the champions. So I like the Grizzlies a lot. I love the steps that Ja took last year to become one of these, you know, premier players in the league. And I think he's going to continue that even, even more this year. I don't know why he wouldn't. And I think they do have a lot of underrated guys all throughout the roster, just, you know, riddled within. So I think that's, that's a good, um, combination for a good team and I think it'll be top four this year I could see that I had him as my six personally because my thing is so Jaron Jackson's out till at least December maybe January he has a four to six month timetable to return we're about halfway through there I had him as my defensive player of the year in the regular season I I know the foul control is a problem with him but even without even with that uh even with that notwithstanding I think he's a great defender I think he was an elite rim rim presence for them they're going to miss him to start the year. So I think the West, I think even though the East is better, I still think the top of the West is very competitive. And I think Memphis, they might lose a couple more games than they should with the first two months with him out. I also am a little concerned about Ja because every year of his career so far, he's missed like 15 to 20 games. He finds these nagging injuries. And for a player who's as explosive as him, it's not good to be banged up. I think he's very reliant on his athleticism. I love Ja a lot. I mean, the guys must watch when he's on the court, but, you know, I know Tyus is a good backup point guard, good creator, but he's not exactly a guy I would want filling in for Ja. And now that they lost DeAnthony Melton, I think they're even weaker at the backup guard position. I do love Desmond Bain. I think he took a huge step forward last year. Love uh, love his shooting ability. I think the Grizzlies are going to be like a 48 to 50 win team. I, I, I actually think the top six of the West could all win 50 games or at least close to it, like high 40s. I think that's how, how good these teams are. But I don't think they can stack up to the teams I have ahead of them, except maybe my five seed, which I'll touch on in a sec here. I think if Jaron Jackson Jr. is out, I guess the person who's going to fill in for him is either Zaire Williams or Brandon Clark. And Zaire Williams is still really young. He did show out a little bit as a rookie, but I think he's got a long way to go to be a, a consistent player. And Brandon Clark's good, but I don't think he's a starter. We know what he is. He's not going to make a huge impact offensively. I think he's good in limited minutes, but in the starting lineup, I don't love it. Their bench is – they have a lot of rookies. You know, Laravia, David Roddy, uh, Kennedy Chandler. So will those guys contribute? Possibly, but I also think they're relying on all of them a little too much. Uh, you know, I'm not a big Xavier Tillman guy either, so I don't know. I think their bench was a lot better last year. Dylan Brooks will be healthier this year, but I I don't know. I, I like them. I just can't see them making another long playoff uh, run. Yeah, I the one thing about Jaron Jackson is I think they're saying he might come back sooner than they thought. So I think just for their hopes, I just think that's their best piece. Brandon Clark in the meantime, I think, was is fine enough. We saw last year they had a lot of guys anyways. I'm not worried about losing Anthony Mellon. That is a loss. But I don't think they're gonna. Well, they lost be, Kyle Anderson as well. That, lost Kyle Anderson as well. Huge guys they, for them. They had a lot of depth as it was. I like that team. It's mainly Jaw, and I know that he's always dinged up. But we saw him. He doesn't have these injuries that he doesn't seem to come back worse after those injuries. It seems like they take him out a few games, but he comes back just as strong. And he's still young. So if it was a Westbrook or someone who's older, then it'd be concerning. But. Considering he's this young for now, I don't think the injuries are going to be that big of a problem. 
and I get he's jumping in the air and he's smaller, so he has to jump even higher, which is more concerning. But it's scary with guys like that. But I think he'll be fine. We saw Westbrook do it for a long time. And Derrick Rose was the other guy people compare it to. I just think nowadays injuries, stuff like that, when it's little stuff, I think he'll be better suited for that. I think if he's healthy, I think they're still my two seed. Um, you said you have a five seed that you think it might be better than them. I think we might have the same five seed. So I'm interested to see okay. you say there. Okay. Uh, yeah, we can get to that. Darren, do you want to say anything else about Memphis first? I mean, I got the same opinions as you guys, okay. besides the fact that I think they're going to be top four, unlike you, Joe. But that's just me. That's just me. I think yeah. they'll be top four. I believe in Ja. I think you okay. can carry this team, and they don't even need him to win like they should. So I, I just think that's don't a good like combo. their supporting cast as much as some of these. Like, I don't think I Jaron and Bain and, and Brooks, they're good players. I, they just don't scream championship uh, core to me. I, I, it's just – I don't know. I, I just don't have that confidence in them. I think they can be very good in the regular season, but I don't know. I just – I don't have that confidence in those guys. I don't know why. I just don't. That's just my opinion. But we can move on from the Grizzlies. Chris, who's your five seed? I think we probably will agree here. Do you have the Suns? Oh, no. No. No? I don't. Not the Suns? Do you want to talk – we can talk Suns first. They're more relevant than who I have. Okay. So, Phoenix – Made the finals two years ago. Last year, one of the best regular seasons since, uh, you know, the Warriors with Durant. I would say they had the best regular season in the last five years. And, you know, obviously it comes crashing down thanks to Luka Doncic and the other Mavericks who got super hot in that series. Just embarrassing. I am I am really out on the Suns this year. And it's not just because they, they lost to the, the 36ers in the preseason, the Australian team. That's not the only reason I'm out on them, although that was very funny. So, Chris – Talk me through why you're still in on the Suns because I think they they're they're about to lose Crowder. I think their bench stinks, and also Chris Paul is not getting any younger. So and DeAndre Ayton doesn't want to be there. I don't like a lot of things going on with this team. Talk me through why you're still in on them. It's a really great point, Joe. You mentioned like eight red flags. <laughs> I just know that last year, I still just know what I saw the last regular season. I still have Mikel Bridges. I think Chris Paul is going to be fine. Devin Booker's fine. They still have Aiden. I know he's not happy, but it's the NBA. They'll figure it out. Uh, Crowder, I don't like that they're going to lose him. They have no replacement for him either. They don't have a replacement for him. That's a great point. But they were really good last year. I I don't know if they're going to fall off that substantially to go from a one seed to a playing contender. I think they're going to be – I had them five. They might be six. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they fell into like seven or eight range. Just I think they were good enough. I think they were that good last year. I don't know if they're going to fall that drastically if they still have Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre Ayton. That's so, why I have them five. Yeah. But come well, playoff time, I'm out on them as well. So Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're making any sort of playoff run this year. That's for sure. Darren, do you think the Suns – you think they're going to take a step back or you still think they're going to be really good? Well, I kind of had sort of a bold take. And, you know, maybe I'm not – maybe it's not so bold because you also kind of think the same, Joe. Yeah, but my my it, it is kind of bold. So I'm gonna say I I think there'll be a play in team, but I think they're gonna miss the playoffs this year. Yep. I think there's always that one team every year that you know was really good last year, but then they just kind of fall off. I think that'll be the Suns this year. I'm just not in on. I'm not feeling them. There's mm-hmm. you know you mentioned like 20 different red flags as yeah. you guys both said, and I yeah. I don't know. I just it's I'm not feeling the energy this year. Like I, when we talk about these other teams, you know the Clippers, Pelicans, Grizzlies, even the Warriors. I'm like. When I think of them, I'm, I'm kind of feeling the energy. I'm not feeling the suns. I don't know. I, I completely agree. I actually have them as my nine seed. I have them out in the play. That's, that's what I have them as, yeah. Yeah, so I can just walk through all of my issues with this team. I don't think Cameron Johnson can play the four. The guy, he's not a terrible defender. He's gotten better since he came out of college. But to me, defensively, that will not hold up against almost any team. I don't think that's going to work. He He's... He's not – he doesn't have the physicality. I think he's he's just a shooter, and he's a good shooter, but I think he's better suited off the bench. You know, they lost JaVale McGee. I thought he was a huge part of their bench last year. Biombo had a bit of a resurgence, but I don't think he's the same player uh, uh, that McGee is. I'm excited for Dario Sarge to come back. I mean, I, obviously, we got a, love, a lot of love for him, Darian. But love Sarge. Coming off an ACL injury, I'm not sure what he's going to be able to provide. I don't like Shamit or Payne. I think that's a terrible uh, – for, for a team that wants to win a title, I think that's a terrible backup backcourt. And the rest of the bench, I don't even really feel like talking about it. I just don't really like anyone else on this bench. And if you're going to lose Crowder, that's a, that's a key part of their identity on defense. 
along with Mikael Bridges. I thought they were a really good unit. So across the board, I just don't really like them. Chris, what, what do you say to that, our criticism there? I agree with all the criticism. I don't <laughs> like them at all. I'm yeah. rooting for them to be a playing team and not the five seed. Okay. I just think – I think they ended last year so poorly that I'm just going to bank on the fact that they were in the finals two years ago and were up 2 nothing and could have won. They lost Sarge. I don't think – I think they were going to lose the series even if he did play. But they were that good, and last year they were the best regular season team. I'm just going to believe that their core is good enough to get them to a, at least a top six team. Like, you're talking me out of them even more, and I was already out of them as it is. Yeah. I think they're going to – I don't like them in the playoffs. If they lose Crowder, that's even worse. I don't disagree with anything you guys are saying. I just think Booker, Paul, and Ain are good enough to get you in the top six. And I think that team has – I like Cam Johnson more than you do, I think. And Cam Payne or Shamit occasionally can actually play solid. So Shamit stinks, man. He's not good. I'm sorry. That's what I think. And then we'll hit the three only threes thing he does is shoot threes, and he has never been a 40% three-point shooter. He is not a good role player. He's fine. He should, he should be in the NBA. But, you know, Sixers fans, not all Sixers fans, but dumb Sixers fans wanted to, wanted to tell a sob story about how we traded Shamit for Tobias Harris. That's one of the best moves the Sixers have made in the past five years, and everyone pretends it's not. So I might have a vendetta against Shamit for that. But it's also the fact that the guy isn't a good defender, and he keeps, he keeps finding himself on these contending teams, and I don't think he's that good. And also campaign, I think, is just – uh, very one-dimensional player, and when he's cold, he's cold. It's another great red flag, Joe. Once again, I think it's it's fine in the regular season. I think Shaman occasionally just hits a few threes where it actually feels yeah, like he's playing. That's all he does, though. Like I just think he it does it enough to stay actually in the league where it's he actually helps. Campaign, I I never liked Campaign. I was watching all the Thunder things when games when he'd be on the bench as the point guard. Never was a fan. Then you know he almost. What like he was crucial to them two years ago when they went to the finals, but I don't love him either. I just think their core is what's going to carry them. And I think Monty Williams is still a good coach. I know I don't think he handled the Aiton thing well at all, but I think he's still good enough, like as an actual coach, to like motivate this team, create schemes that actually get them in the playoffs. I don't love him. I'm not going to defend this team. If you want to say they're a nine seed, I'm not going to argue with you. I just think they're better, but don't like them at all. All right, fair enough. So getting back to what I was saying about my five seed, what do you guys think about Minnesota this year? Because I don't love them for the playoffs, but I think they're going to tear it up in the regular season because I, I think they're going to I think they're going to find ways to uh, win games in the regular season. The Timberwolves. I don't necessarily like this too really good center experiment, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not too huge of a fan of that. I mean, it'll definitely give you an edge. And I think we may have yet to see how they will use them to be exact, but I, I don't really like all of their pieces as well as, as much as other teams in the West too. I do really like Anthony Edwards and I think he'll take a, a massive leap this year, but um, I'm not really a fan of this roster as a whole. I think it's kind of put together. Like it just, it just feels strange. It feels strange. There's a lot of big men, but at the same time, like th- there, there might be too many big men. That's my that's my issue. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I think they're going to be a lower seed than people are expecting them to be. Okay. Do you have them in the playoffs? I do. And okay. like I said, I think they'll be a lower seed than expected. I think they'll be like five or six. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, right now I could see their ceiling. Like people – I could see people saying their ceiling would be like two or three. But mm-hmm. I think they'll be around like five or six. Like yeah, I, could, I, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, two, yeah. Two to me would be insane. I don't. Two, I don't, yeah, that would be a lot. Like, a lot I there could be a case for it, but I don't. I don't necessarily like the case. So no. I think there'll be a lower seed than people are expecting. Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair take, Chris. You're about to start on Rudy. What What do you think about this team? Well, I don't like Rudy Gobert at all. So I think in the playoffs they're going to get destroyed, and their new defensive piece can't play defense in the playoffs against anyone who's outside the paint. Um, I don't like centers unless it's an Embiid or Jokic that can do offense and defense. The Timberwolves decided to have two centers, one that only plays offense, one that only plays defense. Yeah. I don't think that's going to work. Uh, Patrick Beverly, they lost. They tra- they ruined the whole trade market by trading for Gobert and giving up all these pieces that then ruined the perception of what draft picks are worth. Um, I had them as my seventh seed as a play-in team. I think 
Anthony Edwards is the only reason I will be watching the Timberwolves, but I don't love Cat. I don't like Gobert at all. Um, yeah, I think Beverly's a bigger loss than people. Than, I mean, Russell's good, but I think Beverly was a bigger loss too. Mm-hmm. Uh, their defense, I don't even think it's going to be that much better. I think they can create a scheme like Utah did where they funnel things to Gobert, but that's not going to work against a lot of teams once they figure that out. So I'm not hiding the Timberwolves at all. Uh, Anthony Edwards all the way, but anyone else I'm not a fan of. So the reason I'm in on this team, at least for the regular season, I think De- Townsend Gobert is going to be – we've seen Utah have great regular seasons despite Gobert's one-dimensional play, and that's because at the end of the day, there's really only about like two great centers in Embiid and Jokic, but then maybe like six or seven or eight really, really good other ones that can really exploit Gobert with their outside shooting. But, you know, Gobert's able to stand his ground against almost anybody who drives to the rim, and he is – he is a great rim deterrence. He is. You, you can't deny it. And I think him and Towns together, Towns, we know how good of a shooter he is. I think his game can – now that we're seeing some teams, we saw what Boston did last year. There's Some teams, Cleveland as well, they're shifting to having two bigs again if they can do different things. And Towns and Gobert can certainly do different things. They're very different players. And I think they're going to work out as a fit. It's just come playoff time, I don't have confidence in either of those guys because I think Towns, as we saw last year – can get irresponsible with his fouling, and he also just isn't that good of a defender in general. And Gobert, like you said, Chris, like certain teams, if Denver plays them, Gobert is going to be exploited horrifically. Another team, I think Jonas could do a pretty good job against Gobert. You know, I have Pelicans uh, in the four seed, so Pelicans-Timberwolves, if my seeding is right, would be a first-round matchup. I think Zion and Jonas would would take the fight to the, these two guys and really just kind of – plow over them and the Pelicans would win that series I think uh Russell he's he's up and down some nights I like him other nights he's a real deterrence to this team and I agree with you Chris I think Beverly would have been a guy to keep instead of Russell uh I love the Kyle Anderson signing I like some of their bench guys like uh Torian Prince Nas Reed uh Jaden McDaniels but overall they're not as deep as some of the other teams we've talked about but I think they're you know, Anthony Edwards, Towns, Gobert, I think they're going to carry them enough in the regular season that they're going to have close to 50 wins, if not over that. But I think come playoff time, they're going to have a, a short stint in the postseason. I think it's, I think for the players they have on this team and for the assets they've given up, there shouldn't be this many question marks around a team like that's this. Fair. That's fair. But there is. That's my thing. I, and, and that's what's kind of making me push them down a little more. Yeah. I want to add the Gobert trade was terrible. It was it they shouldn't it have really bad. they shouldn't have done it because they could have they could have found other guys to to surround Townsend Edwards with that isn't Gobert. They could have gone for a different model of the team. Giving up all those picks, basically what amounts to five first round picks. No, I don't think Gobert is worth that. But put, I wanted to put that aside because I th- still think they can be a good team. It's just in the future it's going to hurt them. But for this season, with those picks still still to come, they're they're years away. For right now, I think Tim, the Timberwolves are going to be all right, but their depth might hurt as the years go by because they aren't restocking the team with these picks. So, yeah, I don't think the future is going to yield a Timberwolves championship at, at any point, but I still think they can make damage, uh, do some damage in the regular season. So moving out of this top six group, I think we covered, you know, kind of the teams we think are the best. We kind of touched on the Suns as well. Who's a team you guys around the play-in area that you think could maybe exceed expectations? Who's someone you got your eye on in like that seven to eight seed department? Because there's a lot of uh, teams in the middle here. And I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say about that. My my big team that I think is going to take a, kind of a huge leap to, compared to what they were last year is the Trailblazers. I really like them getting Dane back. And I like some of these bench guys they have. I like some of these rotational pieces. I think they're going to take not a monumental leap, but I think they'll make the playoffs this year. I haven't making the playoffs. So I think that's that in itself is a massive upgrade. I really wanted to put Portland in my in the playoffs, but I wound up putting them 10. But I agree with you. I, I think they made a lot of good moves. It's just I kind of find it hard because, one, I don't know what to think of Chauncey Billups as the coach. I don't think he's proven anything, whether he's good or bad. I can't really say. Uh, and I also think bench-wise, outside of Josh Hart and Gary Payton II, who I think Gary Payton II was a great signing for this team, and also picking up Jeremy Grant to be a starter, I think those are three good defenders right there. Hart obviously was on the team last year, but I think those three guys are going to help the defensive identity of this team improve. 
But the rest of this bench is a lot of question marks to be, you know, is Drew Eubanks actually a viable backup center or is last year just a flash in the pan for him? Can Shaden Sharp, as a very young rookie, make any impact whatsoever? I'm not sure because Anthony Simons, we saw it take him a few years now that he he's a great player now, but it took him a few years. And the rest of this bench, I mean, Greg Brown, Justice Winslow, I can't say we're going to get anything from them. I don't think they're very deep, but I do like their upper half of the team. But that's the reason I didn't want to put him in the playoffs. I do think Dame's going to have a great year coming off the injury. I, it sounds like he's really healthy, and I think he's going to be really good. Chris, what do you think about Portland? Yeah, I'm not a Portland, uh, Portland guy at all. I have them 11. I have them missing the play-in. Okay. Um, we've seen Dame put on the superhero cape and go out there and carry his team to a good enough seat to make the playoffs and put up a good series. Mm-hmm. And last year he was injured, so he couldn't do that. I don't love this team. Really, I they're still they've always been in the middle of trying to contend, but they're not actually good enough to really put up a actual way. To, they're never they've never really been a good team to win at all. I don't think they've ever been good enough. So they've always been in no man's land to me, where they're not bad enough to get a good pick, but they're too good. But yeah, I just I don't like where they are. I think this is one of their better teams in recent years, but I just think that the other teams, I mean, I'm wearing a Luka jersey. I, they're my team of the people in the play, and that could actually – they were just in the conference finals. Yeah. I think they're – to me, I consider putting them five over the Suns and the Pelicans. I just don't know about them. But I don't love the Blazers. I think Dame – I think this is – I don't know why he'd be going back to his normal form. He's older. He's mm. – I think he's still going to be great. I think, I think he's going to be great. I just don't think he's going to be, you know, one of these top 10 guys anymore. I think he's going to be top 20 for sure, just not top 10. Like, we've usually seen him be all NBA, and half the times we saw Austin Rivers playing, praying when he missed a three because he was thanking God that he actually missed a three. I think that's no longer the case. I don't know if that – I think it's going to take a while for that to happen if it ever does. I think he's their real only key to making the playoffs, but I don't know if you can put that much pressure on him again to see if he can do that. I think there's a lot of good teams this year that are better than them. I don't think Dame can carry them like that anymore. Yeah, I, I think Dame is going to be really good this year, but I, I I kind of agree that he won't carry them necessarily. That's why I have them 10. But to Darian's point, I think I think if everything goes right for this team, if if Billups prove he, proves he's a good coach, and if their defensive forwards kind of can elevate the team's defense too, because it was pretty bad last year, at that point they definitely will have a shot. And if they're in the play-in, all it would take is a Dame game, one of Dame's like signature games of getting really hot. They can beat someone, get into the playoffs. So I can totally see why Darian, you have uh, you have them in there as a playoff team. But let's talk about the Mavs, Chris. You brought them up. I I have told you I'm not very in on this Mavs team, but you've slightly talked me into them. I have them as my eight seed now. Uh, talk about why you think this team is still going to be heard from this year because they lost Jalen Brunson. And I, I thought he was really important for them this year. And when I look at this roster, I don't see a number two on this team. I see a lot of number fours. Like, I don't even see a third option. I, I see a lot of number four guys. It's a great point. It's a really great point, Joe. But when you have Luka Doncic, you have your one and your two right there. I think he's good enough to be that. He's good enough, and he's only getting better. He's still young. Um, we He has a simple system of driving to the hoop, weebling around, and then passing out for three. It worked really well. That's how they beat the Suns. Brunson was important. I do think they're going to miss him. But they couldn't pay him what the Knicks were going to pay him. That was ridiculous. I don't think he was worth that for the Mavericks, at least. They got Christian Wood. I know you don't love Christian Wood. I know that you don't like his issues, blah, blah, blah. He's still a great lob threat, and he can shoot. I think the Mavs were best last year when Kleber was playing well. Yeah. I don't love Dwight Powell, so – think what's going to come off the bench, but I think he's going to be in this closing lineup when, you know, games online. I think he's going to be out there. I like Luca with him a lot more. I think with Porzingis, it was kind of awkward, but with Wood, I think he knows his role more. I like the fact that he could actually drive and do more in the paint than Kleber could. Kleber's also good too, but he just gets injured a lot, so they have more insurance there. Reggie Bullock is a solid enough shooter. Dorian Finney-Smith, I actually like a decent bit. We just have a lot of guys that I think fit their system well, which is, I think, the most important thing. I don't love – I didn't love the Harden Rockets, but this seems kind of doing their own version of it with guys to fit around their star. And if you play Luka Ball, I think it's guaranteeing you a spot to the playoffs. I think that has an obvious ceiling, and I think Brunson makes them – losing Brunson makes them a decent bit worse. But I saw them at least in the plan. If they're top six, that wouldn't surprise me at all. 
think they're going to put up one of the best fights from one of the lower seeds in the West this year. Darian, what do you think about Dallas? Do you got them in the playoffs or no? I have them as a fringe playoff team, kind of kind of fighting for a spot, one of those teams. I, I, I am a little bit lower on them as well. Yeah. Um, like you said, I think they have, you know, they have Batman. That's Luca. I don't yeah. think they have a Robin. I think they have a bunch of Batman and Alfreds. And like, <laughs> you need You need a Batman and Robin. You don't need a yeah. Batman and Alfred. And they have too many Alfreds. It's just a, a weird mix of, you know, bench players that are good. And these guys who could be, you know, decent starters, but they're not there yet. So if they make that leap, then I could see them being a little bit higher than I'm expecting them to. But right now I have, as you know, outside of the playoffs, kind of like a fringe yeah. team. I don't see a guy on this team that's like leap that can take a leap. I see just about a lot of guys that are role players and know they're role players. And that's fine. Like I like Dorian Finney-Smith a lot. I think he took huge leaps the last two years. Tim Hardaway Jr. is going to be coming back this year. I think he's going to step into that starting shooting guard role instead of Brunson. But I also think like defensively, outside of Finney-Smith and McGee, I don't really like anyone on this team defensively. I mean, maybe Bullock a little. But I think he's not, you know, I think he's average, but I don't think he's going to be mm-hmm. a game changer at all on defense. And, you know, Dinwiddie, Wood, Kleber, Bertons, like that's your top four guys off the bench. I don't think one of those guys can guard anyone. Chris, what do you say to that? Defensively, Joe, free point. I don't really care, though. I'm going to be totally honest. I think their offense, okay. their defense last year was actually pretty solid. Where if you looked at the rankings, it was like actually in the top ten and like no, it was it was you're right. Yeah. They Jalen Brunson did not contribute to that at all, so I don't think yeah, losing him is going right. to make a difference. You're right. Um, so I think they figured. Yeah, this way, I don't think it's sustainable what they did last year. I don't think they're going to do what they did last year again. I don't think it's going to be as good, but I still think their defense is better enough than bottom of the league. I think it's going to be middle of the pack with their best offense efficiency. All those stats, or I think they're be so good offensively, it's not going to matter. But you mentioned Tim Hardaway Jr. was my other point. I forgot to mention. I like Brunson, but I really love Tim Hardaway Jr. I think Brunson had a higher ceiling than Tim Hardaway Jr. does, but I think he's a very solid fill-in guy for Brunson. I don't think that's a big loss at all with Brunson uh, leaving. Okay. And Dinwiddie's off the bench. Sometimes Dinwiddie can, you know, do some stuff off the bench that actually help you win a game. We saw him when he first came over uh, to the Mavericks. He was great. Hit the buzzer beater over the Nets. I really just love that. I don't love Berton. I don't like Bertans at all. I'm going to be totally honest. But besides Bertans, I think with Dinwiddie, Hardaway, Luca, offense is good enough. And you mentioned Jason Kidd learned how to make adjustments from game to game, which does which seems like a normal thing. But he didn't do that before. No. So, you know, we actually saw Luca though against the he Suns. He mixes up his starting lineups now, which he didn't do in Milwaukee. Yeah, I know it's it's so weird. Um, <laughs> but Luca, Luca last year in the Sun series, first two games defensively, not good at all. But by the end of the series, he looks like he was starting to pick some things up to play at least competent defense, which is what they need. I think he is – and he's big enough, too, where it's not like a guy like Brunson where he's just smaller than guys. Luke is a big body. I think he can actually play competent defense if they figure stuff out schematically. I like what Jason Kidd did. I think defensively they're good enough with their great offense. Honestly, I might move the Suns out and just move the Mavs to six and put the Pelicans to five because – we went over 20 red flags for the Suns. Okay. So yeah, I think I have the Mavs actually top six. Now I, I just believe in that team. I like what they're going to do. And I think their scheme is good enough to get them past anyone. Yeah. I Listen, I, I don't think Dallas is a bad team. I just can't see them even remotely challenging for home court advantage this year. That's just my opinion. Darian, I think agrees with me. Guys, I want to bring up one team that I guess we have to talk about. And honestly, I want to talk about them because I think they're a playoff team this year. Well, okay. I think they're a playoff team if they're healthy, and that's the Lakers. Because here's the thing: size-wise, with Davis, with LeBron, I like who they brought in as the in that Javale role with like Damian Jones uh, to be the center, Thomas Bryant offensively off the bench. I think it's much improved from the guys they had last year, all the 35 year olds. However, there's still a lot of red flags with this team defensively. I don't know if they're still any good, but LeBron and Davis, if they're healthy. The Lakers are at least going to be a play-in team, and I think they're going to be a seven or eight seed in the West. What do you guys think about the Lakers this year? Do you think they can bounce back at all? They got the new coach in Darvin Ham, who I'm excited about. Do you like what they did? Because I thought they brought in some decent role players instead of bringing back all the old guys they had last year. Do you think that can translate into wins? I, I do like the Lakers this year. I have them making the playoffs as well. Okay. And 
I think the reason I like them more than the Mavericks, I have them over the Mavericks. And I think that because I think I like their bench players better, but I also think when I look at both of these teams, they both still kind of look like teams that the the leader is going to have to carry. And Mm -hmm. I don't know if Luca can carry that Mavs team the way LeBron is going to be able to carry this Lakers team. That makes sense. Yeah. So, but especially if, if, you know, Anthony Davis is healthy, I don't think it's a question, you know, if he's healthy all year, Somehow, if he's healthy yeah, all year, yeah, <laughs> I think I think they'll be at least top five. So, yeah. I, I and well, no, I really like I really like what they've done this offseason as well. Yeah, I'm in agreement there. I mean, top five, I don't think that would happen, but it's definitely possible because if Davis, oh, that's saying if AD is healthy all season, okay, all season, all season, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, which I'm is maybe not like, going to happen. Yeah, it, I think Davis, if he gets to sixty games, and if LeBron okay. gets the sixty-eight or seventy. I think the Lakers can be like the seven or eight seed. I like like Kendrick Nunn's not a bad player. If he's healthy, if he comes back, he only missed one season. I think he can contribute. I love bringing back. Uh, I love bringing in Beverly and Schroeder to be the backup guards. And Beverly might wind up starting at some point. You know, I love Beverly. I think the defensive intens- intensity he brings uh, really rubs off. You know, and even smaller signings like Damian Jones and JTA. Like I think those they guys also signed Lonnie Walker. Lonnie I like Walker. Lonnie Walker too. He's okay. I, I think I think bringing Schroeder in kind of it makes the Lonnie Walker signing weird because they're both kind of volume like scorers. But you know, Lonnie Walker he can get hot as well, so there's nothing wrong with that signing either. Just across the board, I think they brought in you know role players who just like Dallas we were saying role players who know their role players and will will try to play hard. I think that's a lot different than having you know some older guys like Carmelo and Dwight Howard just trying to stay in the league or DeAndre Jordan as we talked about earlier. Chris, what do you think of the Lakers? I mean, the one thing, Chris, you're a Westbrook guy, of course. He He's the guy who could really hold this team back. And I, I don't know what to think about Russell Westbrook. Is he going to maybe maybe buy a little bit more into being a third option? Or is he going to, once again, be a huge detriment to this team? Okay, well, I didn't really want to talk about him, but I guess I'm going to have to. Um, okay. Yeah. I, I'm giving up the whole Westbrook's going to buy into the whole team thing. Yeah. I thought if there was ever a time it'd be last year with LeBron, didn't really happen. You know, uh, his one contribution to winning last year was against the Raptors when he hit a three. Besides that one game, I don't know if he helped win any actual games. Okay. I think the Lakers are guaranteed at least a play-in as long as LeBron is healthy. AD, we talked about this, Joe. When AD's healthy, I think he's a top 10 player, a yeah. lock when he's like actually healthy. Mm-hmm. He might even be better than that. I think this is going to be one of the best seasons he's had. I think he's – I think when you're constantly injured like that – and it's not even like he was in bad shape. He was just in bigger shape. They were not even – you know what I mean? So, you know, maybe hopefully he, you know, is lighter to get less injured. I honestly just secretly always have loved the Lakers. Anytime I see LeBron in 80, in the back of my head, I'm like, that's a championship team. And I know it's they're actually not. But when you have those two guys, it's so hard to count them out. You watch LeBron, he's, I mean, he hasn't shown any real signs of slowing down. You see that in the regular season, he's going to play less games. You see his defense in the regular season is not as good. But come postseason time, I don't see any signs he's that much worse, you know, so I don't think he's going to fall off. AD, I think, could be the best player if he actually steps it up. Just the Westbrook thing is I'm done trying to convince (laughs) myself that he's going to buy into the team and – respect other people's authority and I, i'm buying in a defense i don't think it hasn't happened he came in as a defensive prospect from ucla the fellow's defense was great don't know what happened there uh but yeah don't that i think kendrick nunn is the only guy out of the lakers camp that's actually looking good right now so i'd rather have none playing with lebron and ad <laughs> Yeah, a nun Beverly backcourt and just get well. The the thing that some people have talked about is like a a Westbrook to the Pacers for Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, and the Pacers would just buy out Westbrook and he'd be a free agent. And I don't know what would happen after that. That move, if the Lakers do that, I'm actually like I would be really into this Lakers team as a possible you know five seed. But my thing is, I don't think that will necessarily happen. Like I don't know why the Lakers or I don't know why the Pacers have to trade those guys to the Lakers. like a lot of other teams have more assets to give them and they're rebuilding. So I don't know if that will necessarily happen. If that doesn't happen, I don't know what Westbrook, like Westbrook, assuming he steps on the court, I don't even know what his role is going to be. 
like you can't bench him because he won't do anything on the bench. Like he'll he'll just try to make it the Russell Westbrook show. Uh, and as a starter, I I I don't even know what he provides. So yeah, I don't. Even, it's such a dilemma, and I don't know how they solve it. Darren, Darren, what do you think of Westbrook's fit on this team? Do you think he can even provide any impact on winning for them this year? I think. If worse comes to worse and LeBron and Davis are out, he's not a horrible option to try and have you win a game. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I don't know if he's going to buy into this this team mindset still. If he does, this team could look a lot better than it does now. Yeah. But if he doesn't, then I think he still will be holding this team back. But I do like this team's roster a lot more than last year, and I like what they did this offseason. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's as simple as as long as LeBron and Davis don't miss over 25 games again. both of them individually like as long as those guys are relatively healthy this team's going to compete it's just LeBron James is that good and Anthony Davis as long as he's 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 right uh he's that good as well so I don't know I I, as much as people want to root against the Lakers I also don't want to see those two great players just be super irrelevant because they were totally irrelevant from the grand scheme of the NBA last year and I don't want to see that again so I hope they get their act together so just one last thing. So I like the healed Turner trade. The issue is the Lakers would have to give up two firsts. And I don't think the Lakers want to sacrifice their future. That's what the Pacers wanted was two okay. firsts with Westbrook. That's why they do the trade. And the Lakers, I don't think they're that confident in their future to give up future firsts. And uh, yeah. And then also new report 80 might play the five, which has been reported for the last three sure. seasons, well, but yeah. he never actually does. So that actually happens, but yeah. So, I don't think the Lakers should do that trade if they have to give up more than one first because they're going nowhere in the future. Yeah, I, I would agree. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily do that because I think this Lakers team has already gotten deeper. I don't think they need to make another move. But if they did, I wouldn't be totally against it because I think Miles Turner could help this team a lot. But at the same time, I don't think it's going to happen. That's going to do it for this edition of Trust the Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks to Chris and Darian for joining me to talk Western Conference here. The NBA season starting October 18th. Sixers taking on the Celtics. I'm excited to see what happens there. I'll be talking about that game on this podcast right after that. So stay tuned for that. Check out the Eastern Conference preview we did with Andrew and Joe. And other than that, thank you guys for listening. Make sure to follow on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. And other than that, have a great rest of your day. Go Sixers.